guys, I'm Mandy B. Anderson, and you're listening to the She Who Overcomes podcast. I'm the chief creative officer, a motivational speaker, and a life and business coach at a company called Rayma Team. I'm also thriving in the face of a life-threatening illness called cystic fibrosis. This weekly podcast is a series of real-life stories and conversations meant to encourage you with hope and more importantly, equip you with action steps to transform your life, your career, and your relationships. So grab your coffee and let's hang out. Hey guys, before I dive into the next episode, I wanted to tell you guys something. So Rachel and I were hanging out one day and we had a thought. Wouldn't it be cool if we could hang out with you guys every Monday night for the rest of 2020? We think so. We would love to give you some coaching each week and some insight and basically a weekly Monday night pep talk. That's what we're calling it. So join us every Monday night at 8.30 p.m. Central Time for a free 20, maybe 30-minute conversation with your coaches, myself and Rachel Perman from Rayma Team. This is for all busy professionals and growth-minded individuals that want to climb higher this year and just need to get some weekly motivation. So go on over to raymateam.com forward slash Monday pep talk and register so you can get the call details and the recordings if you can't make it. Again, that registration link is www.raymateam.com forward slash Monday Pep Talk. We can't wait to spend every Monday night with you. Okay, grab your coffee and let's dive into this episode. Hey, Overcomers, you are in for a treat today because I have the lovely Kayla Cote Van Rensburg on my show today, and she talks about the art of pivoting in business. So who's Kayla? Well, Kayla is a business owner specializing in graphic design and creative marketing techniques. She's also a community engager and ambassador for all things wellness. She works as an actress in promotional videos and hosts her radio talk show, Wealth of Wellness, The Wow Factor. She also engages in the community through public speaking and volunteering. In her spare time, she loves spending time with her husband and her cat. She enjoys traveling, spending time with friends at local events, and hitting the gym for a good workout. So let's dive in and listen to Kayla as she shares with us some of her wisdom of pivoting in business. All right. So Kayla, welcome to the She Who Overcomes podcast. It's great to have you here today. Hi, Mandy. It's great to have or great to be here. <laughs> and you are joining me from Fargo, North Dakota, correct? Yes, yes. It's very cold right now. <laughs> That's Fargo. what I hear. We're recording this on February 13th, 2020, and it is sunny and gorgeous here in Bismarck, but it is quite cold. Mm-hmm. Same here. <laughs> yep. So I am excited to share your expertise and your story with my audience. So let's just get started with how you 
started your journey as an entrepreneur and what it is you do, and then we can dive into some of the things you've overcome from there. All right. That sounds great. Well, I started my journey as an entrepreneur in 2015 when I was working at a firm as a graphic designer, which is my trade. And I was realizing I wasn't very happy in that workplace, but I loved what I did. So I did what kind of, um, it was just when that trend of becoming a kind of a working for yourself was just sort of like on the cusp of that. I kind of got bit by that bug as well. And so I started taking on clients. I resigned from my job. I had planned to um, you know, start taking on my clients. And my very first business was Cote Creative LLC. And that is still current to this day with a few projects in between. So that's how I started. And you also do some radio shows in the Fargo area. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. I do. I pretty much do anything kind of media related, whether I work with other entities that can help make other things happen. So pretty much being a voice or a platform is my main thing. And radio is a new addition to that. So about six months under my belt with my own show. I've done some work in the past with more with video, but I've done interviewing for for a long time now. So that's primarily what the radio show is. So when we connected several months ago, um, we kind of talked a lot about what it's like to be a go-getter and a creative while also dealing with anxiety and some of those struggles that you don't really think about sometimes until they're right in front of your face. So can you tell us a little bit about what the biggest challenge that you have personally overcome is and how that has helped or hindered your journey as an entrepreneur? Well, my biggest, my biggest challenge that I guess I'd like to say I've conquered it, but it's more of just finding a harmony with it is dealing with a high level of anxiety. It's something that I've always struggled with, but I've never been diagnosed per se with an anxiety disorder, but just judging by my own awareness and my own reactions to things and how I kind of live my life. It's definitely something that's there. And it's something that has at times hindered me, but at other times it's actually given me kind of a boost because I function well (laughs) under high anxiety of actual things. So a lot of um, things as a business owner, I was able to navigate. But then when my mind is like, if it's quiet, then the other anxiety kind of bubbles up, the bad anxiety, uh, the unproductive anxiety. So I just kind of grace, I try to give myself some grace with it and take each day uh, as it is. What was it like to find that harmony? I love that line, harmony with anxiety. What Can you share with us a little bit about what you did to find that harmony, how you even discovered that, oh, 
that's what I should be aiming for. Because I think a lot of people, they maybe are trying to find that harmony with anxiety, but they don't know where to start. You know, it's honestly just been for me, just a lot of trial and error and a lot of just, just kind of accepting myself for who I am. And self-awareness is huge. A huge component is like just finding that self-awareness. I do have a book at home that um, my husband, who is also a big help uh, with bringing me back down to kind of a normal thought process, as I, as I put it, he keeps me in a really good level playing field. And if I start to get overcome by a specific, let's say like a health anxiety, he'll tell me, hey, it's time to pull out your book, your anxiety book, and just read a couple paragraphs. And he actually has helped me pull myself out of different things. Another thing I I really, I feel is important is like treating your body well, and treating your mind well and treating your treating your soul well, it all kind of works together. And I feel like proper supplementation has really, really helped with a lot of uh, anxiety issues. And that is that is so true because what we feed our bodies definitely can help or hinder our mindset. And it's amazing how quickly you can start to notice these things. I know for me, even um, in my struggles with anxiety from time to time, there was a time that I wasn't taking a fish oil supplement and I would have horrible brain fog. And that can make you more anxious because you feel like you're not on top of your game. You don't know how you're going to feel better, how you're going to show up for people when you can't even think straight because of just feeling that heaviness, like you just can't think clearly. And within a week of starting something as simple as fish oil, it cleared up and it's not something that I deal with anymore. And I think the fascinating thing about anxiety is you do have different levels because you definitely have anxiety that comes from severe trauma and PTSD. And then you have anxiety that just starts popping up out of nowhere just because of maybe a small thing that you went through that you didn't realize had a big, uh, big effect on your life. And that can be really challenging to build a business at the same time with anxiety. So one of the things that you sent to me was this idea of the art of pivoting in business. What does that mean to you? And how have you learned to do that while balancing that harmony with anxiety? Yeah, that's a really, that's a really good topic. And um, the art of pivoting is something I think we're always, we're kind of doing in, in an like autopilot way but we can we can really harness the power of strategically moving and shifting in our businesses and i think it's huge to the success and growth of any business is we cannot stay stagnant uh luckily i have a really high energy and i'm really kind of bouncing and it served me well in a way of so mastering that art i shouldn't say mastering but more so just like practicing, practicing the art of pivoting and the ability to move in your business and to have a really open mind. And um, I have a little acronym, (laughs) so to speak, with the word pivot. And I I like to use it. It actually worked out and I I gave it as a presentation 
last year. And it starts with P for pause. So if you're, say you find yourself kind of either in business or in your workplace or in other aspects of your life, if you need, if you feel just off, it's like, okay, let's pause. Let's, let's assess kind of what's going on. So the um, P, I, let's investigate. So then investigate your pause. So let's investigate. Let's look at what's going on here. V is to validate. So you find the truth of what's going on. You're validating that. O is open doors and opportunities. So you look for new ways to go. You look for the opportunities that are in front of you. They may be something different than you're doing, but they may be, and they may be something like really, really completely something you would have never thought of. But then you, if you're able to take those opportunities, then T is transform. So then you transform and you, you move into this new way of working, thinking, acting, um, and just like it creates a healthy habit. It creates a healthy change. And in the end of the journey, you're going to be a, a happier person. And to be able to shift in, then you, you have that down and you can apply that to say you're moving or say you're having a baby or say you're getting married. Like it can go, like you're pivoting your life. So this can be a way to kind of break it into digestible chunks to tackle or to, to find success in. Okay. I love that you're a fellow acronym gal. I am too. That's so awesome. any of the acronyms <laughs> that we have in our coaching content, most likely I'm the one who came up with them. My bestie and my business partner, Rachel, comes up with a lot of great research content and all of that. But I'm always like, we should come up with an acronym for it. Yes, they are great. It helps me remember it. <laughs> me too, which makes me wonder if that's not something that creatives just, they think differently. And the more that I am connecting intentionally with more creatives, the more I'm realizing that a lot of us have that little bit of anxiety, like wondering if, oh gosh, is my work good enough? Did I do okay? Uh, am I really, you know, worthy of being here at this table? And I'm just curious for a personal reason, have you ever wrestled with those type of emotions on your own journey with anxiety? Oh, you're speaking to my heart. Um, yes, very much. And it's this negative, it's this kind of negative voice that creeps in. Um, I call mine Big Bertha, so I that's how I <laughs> I have to make it funny because then I can kind of you know take it off of like the importance level that it, it's like manifesting. It's just mm -hmm. manifesting this um, this sense or this is getting louder in your head. And some there's a lot of times I, I go to an event or I, I beat myself up. I say something that later I'm like, oh, why did I say that or why did I do that or. I don't deserve this. Why do they like me? Like, what, what does anybody see in me? And when the thoughts start to go down that path, it's time to kind of step out of that and think, okay, you, you were asked X, Y, Z. That means these people believe in you. So just let it be and let everything be. And um, to kind of get out of my own head and kind of look at a bird's eye view of the situation is, is huge. Um, and I think we all, and you, everybody feels this way at some point, everybody feels like they, everybody looks up to somebody, everybody is striving for that next step. 
And we all have moments of being, feeling vulnerable and that's okay. Like we're human. And that's kind of the beauty of it is like, just kind of picking yourself back up and like giving yourself a bit of grace when you do fall, because you know, we are human and surround yourself with those good people that, that love you and that are going to say, Hey, you're, you're going to be all right. You're going to do the thing. You're going to, you're going to like, are you taking proper self care? There's like a lot of elements that can kind of be involved. Uh, but yeah, I tell, um, so I do, I do apologize if I offended anybody. Bertha's a beautiful name, but it's just big Bertha. I don't know. Uh, she can be pretty vicious. So it, I just have to, I just have to kind of put a, put her back in where, uh, you know, where it's a constructive use of like, how can I move mm-hmm. forward? How can I be better, but still accept where I'm at when I'm at that point? I I love that you name your basically your negative voice alter ego. Yep. <laughs> That's like been a new thing. I think within the last six months, I just I have to make her a sitcom character. You know, yep. <laughs> you just picture this woman, and she is, and I you can tell. Like I, I try to make her far from who I am because it just shows how how it's not me. It's not my personality. It's just this kind of recurring thing that needs to be put in its place. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think years ago, Pastor Stephen Furtick from Elevation Church in North Carolina had a book in a sermon series called Crash the Chatterbox. And that's basically what he named his version of that negative voice is the chatterbox. And I think it's a healthy thing when we do this, when we're able to name that other person. We have we have um, clients that we've worked with where we've had to name the negative side of them Felicia, you know, like that whole like, my Felicia, that meme <laughs> that you see on, on social media. And so I love that. And that's a really great tip for people that are listening. If you haven't done that yet, maybe consider it because it's, it is a great way to, to essentially divide that, that voice in your brain of, Oh, that's not me. I don't need to pay attention to that. Mm -hmm. It's, it does wonders. It kind of with the perspective thing and yeah, just to, just to be as lighthearted as possible. And, you know, going back to that whole idea of, oh, my gosh, should I be here in this room? You know, am I good enough to speak in front of these people? One of the tips that one of the coaches that I work with gave, and she might have given this on her podcast. I'm sure she said it there, too, um, is Jasmine Starr is somebody that we learn from, and I'm in her coaching group. And she said, all you have to know to be an expert is 10% more than the people that you are teaching. That's it. Just 10% more. And you're an expert. And anybody can be the expert by that measurement because you already know 10% more than who you're in front of, which means you you deserve to be there. You deserve to share that knowledge and help other people grow who haven't gotten there yet. And that has really helped me with my mindset of, oh, okay, yeah, I should be at this table because I know 10% more at least, if not a little bit more. And in some things, I know way more than I give myself credit for. Do you find that too? I do find that. I do. And like, it took me a long time to, like when I first started kind of growing uh, outside of being a, just a startup, um, I would, when people would, you know, show that they 
look up to me. I kind of didn't know what to do with that at first. I was like, me? Shouldn't I be doing, you know, should I, I don't have that kind of, you know, authority. And, but then I was like, Kayla, just take it. You know, if you can help somebody, it's not so much about authority or it's not so much about being perfect. It's about if you have some knowledge to share and you're teaching and they're learning and they're responding in a positive way, that's the amazing beauty of it all. And always keep an open mind too, that because there's going to be that person you look at and you're learning, you're like opened up, ready to learn from them. And then I try to, you know, keep it in perspective there too, that I don't need to be perfect to share knowledge. Mm -hmm. That's huge. So this question might put you a little bit on the spot and mostly because I just thought of it as a business owner, when you're thinking about the pivots that you have made in business, what do you think is the pivot you made that was maybe hard, but gave you the best return on investment? That is a great question. Um, that is good. You know, it was when I pivoted from when I, I was going from doing my freelance graphic design and I pivoted to produce a product. So DAC and Collaboratives was our spinoff business. My husband and I, we would make t-shirts and apparel and we did pop-up shows, all of those things. And we did that for a solid two to three years. So that pivot turned in, into that was the most eye-opening experience because now fast forward to today and we are actually going back the other way. So we're pivoting, I'm pivoting back more into doing graphic design work into doing, you know, kind of going back that way because I, I learn every time I learn, you can take the nuggets like of what is good and you can also learn from what you're not good at. And I realize where I am better serving is as a designer, as a promoter, as an ambassador, and as a voice rather than with the t-shirt, a very specific product. Uh, so that I think has been my biggest shift because now it's come full circle and I'm kind of shifting back to, to focusing on the, the other, the other things. That's a really cool thing to bring up because when you think of pivoting, I think we think oh, like I used to play basketball for like a very short, hot minute of my existence and you pivot a lot in basketball and sometimes you do have to go backwards in order to move forward. And I think sometimes as business owners and entrepreneurs and creatives, it can feel like moving backwards is failing when in reality, sometimes that's the best thing that you can do. So did you ever have a time where you wrestled with, oh gosh, we're going backwards, we're pivoting backwards. Did we do something wrong? Or do you just automatically look for the good in things because that's how your brain is wired? So I've got kind of a personal story to where why I believe that I'm able to pivot now because I look at what we're doing shifting back as, as a relief. It's a relief because uh, I struggled with the inventory. I struggled with having to do like the perfection behind 
ordering the clothes. And I struggled with being too close to the product that pop up some people wouldn't buy. That's a cre- another creative, you know, we're very close to our product. So I did struggle with those things. Um, but why I think I'm able to find relief in pivoting is because when I met my husband, we had a very specific situation. We were an international couple. And we had to navigate the world of immigration and immigration laws. And we had some hiccups along the way that put us like where we had to go back to the starting point, back to the drawing board, back to the beginning. There were times we were very fearful we were going to lose our status because we were waiting on documents to get filed and he needed like a driver's license, something simple. So we got very accustomed to the trenches when we went through that three-year process. And it never really goes away. It's something we're always aware of. And it's something we've accepted and something that we aren't fearful of. And we are, have become very responsible. And it's, it's instilled a lot of skills in us. But that journey of having to go backwards so many times and crying and fearing he was going to get sent back back home, um, you know, those kind of things financially, all of those things were probably some of the most difficult things that I've ever faced. So that actually allows me now, like, if I have the decision here, I can go keep going down this path that isn't working, but I have the decision to pivot. I have this choice to step in another direction, whether it be forward, backward to the side, having that choice is such a beautiful thing and understanding where that choice lies. Like, we are never stuck in anything. We can get through anything that is in front of us. And it's just finding that creative path around it. And sometimes taking a step back allows us to see a different viewpoint and allows us to see an opportunity that maybe we didn't see the first time around. So I always look at pivoting as an opportunity, no matter if it's a forward or backward or going back to your roots. It's, um, you can always look at things with a new perspective. Yeah. I I think that's great because pivoting is one of those things that I think you always have to do in business. And if you're not the type of person who constantly assesses what they're learning and you're not self-aware, you probably don't realize that's what you're doing in business. And when you were talking about this, all I could think was sometimes pivoting also opens your eyes to what wasn't working simply because once you eliminate it, you realize how much you didn't like it. That is so very true. It's and it's sometimes like we we're really good at fooling ourselves as, as especially as creatives. Like we are good. I was fooling myself into um, it was more of a I have to believe. Like I have to prove to myself I can do this. When reality. Why don't I just serve in a better way? Why don't I just serve in a way that I know I can yes. do a good job and not like be struggling? Like it doesn't mean not work hard. There's a difference though. It's like right. working hard at, for for what you're good at, but or working hard and like just struggling and beating yourself up all the time over not being able to do a certain thought process. I think so many entrepreneurs go through this where first we have to prove it to ourselves that we can do it. And when we're in that season, it's going to be hard because until we prove it to ourselves enough where we can stand up and show up with that authority as the owner and the creative, 
it's always going to create a little bit of doubt in the people that we're trying to reach and not even meaning to, and they probably don't even realize it, but it does. I think back to the years that Rachel and I had our first well, the co- coaching company that we have now, we rebranded it. And for years and years, we thought, okay, we have to prove that we're here. We have to prove that we know what we're talking about. We have to prove that we know what we're doing. And just recently, in the last couple months, I've been asking myself, who did we have to prove that to? Who was actually asking for the proof? And it was really just ourselves. It was us getting comfortable with our skill, comfortable with our voice comfortable with our message. And once we felt like we're here, we deserve to be here. We have a lot to say. We have a lot of experience. We walk with a different kind of authority that other people have so have said to us that they notice. And I think that's something that all entrepreneurs and creatives probably go through. And the length of time that you go through that is 100% up to you because it really depends on your own growth. That's so true. It's really, it's really one of those things that we're always growing and in a different speed. Sometimes we're going slower. Sometimes we're going faster. I've recently just like when my husband and I were having the discussion of, of what to do next with our, our current company, Dak and Co. And he, he said, I think we need to step back from it. And I looked at him and I was, I was just about ready to get angry. And then I was like, the Lord kind of whispered and, and I was like, you're right. You're right. I think we're at the point of going another direction. And as soon as I kind of let go of that portion of my, my business idea, I've already been flooded with brand new opportunities. Like the radio show is I'm launching a new show on March 6th, all about health and wellness. And it's called the wow factor. This is all like coming to me in these waves. As soon as I let go of the part that wasn't working, how it is built as it is now, so blessings come when when we're kind of veering off the path we're meant to be on. That's when the struggles start. That's when it's like life is like a top that's spinning and it starts to wobble. We have to look at where's where's the imbalance, what's going wrong here. And then once we can let those things go with like a really open heart and like forgive all of those things, those you're flooded, you're flooded. You're like the opportunities. It's not like we close something off and then we're done. It's like, no, what's next? What is What's the next thing? And it's something to celebrate and it's something to, I'd say, rejoice in. Okay. I love that you shared that because we recently moved our offices from our downtown our downtown coaching space and we split up our offices and we both have home offices now and 3 days a week we meet in my home office to still have our team atmosphere and our team meetings and we had been talking about doing that for i don't know a couple months but we really had no solution we didn't know if we really wanted to And it was just one of those weird things that happened. And the moment that we saw the opportunity in front of us to give our space to somebody else and let them move in sooner than we ever planned, all kinds of opportunities came to us. And it was just crazy how that happens. And it's true. When you just let go, a lot of cool things come to fruition. 
That is so true. It's like, I love hearing your testimony on that too, because it's just so good for the listeners to know that, yes, letting go is not giving up. Letting go is actually just opening your mindset, opening your, your heart, opening opportunities to find you and your, your, your vision, something clears when you let go of the thing that isn't working. It just something, something magical. I don't know. It's just, it happens. Mm -hmm. There's no real way to kind of like say it, but it's just, you got to try it. So yeah. And (laughs) you you can't plan it. it. (laughs) You can't plan it either. Nope. But it all is kind of comes in with the right timing and just trusting it. And, um, my litmus test, I got to say, I'm very lucky. Uh, I have my husband and when we both align on like a big topic, like something heavy, something that's going to be a big pivot. We have, like, if we align, then we know we're on the right path because our brains actually work completely opposite. So when we line up, it's like, okay, we're both in the same headspace here. Let's go for this route. Mm-hmm. So I, I have to say he's my cheat. He's my little cheat. <laughs> my husband is that for me as well. In fact, my husband and Rachel and I, all three of us owners, when we're all three aligned, we know it's a really good thing. And, mm-hmm. and Rachel and I being aligned as, as head coaches for years and years, it's crazy how we're starting to get alignment super fast. In fact, one day she was praying about something and she said, I just got done telling God, okay, you're going to have to tell her this. And you, no lie, like 60 seconds later, you texted me about it. And, and I think those type of things are so cool. And going back to this idea of letting go, have you seen that photo flying around the internet of like, Jesus having this great big teddy bear behind his back. And then the little girl has this tiny teddy bear and it's like, but God, I don't want to give it up. And he's saying, trust me. And, and you know, the whole implication is just let go of that. I have something better that you're going to love. It's bigger and it's, it's what you want. And I think sometimes that's how we are. No matter what type of faith we have, we have this tendency as human beings to hold too tightly to things and not recognize the stress it's putting on us, not recognize that holding too tightly to that idea of how we think it should be is actually stopping us from stepping into how it could be if we would just let go. And that's not to say that, you know, the dream has to be completely different or that you have to let go of it altogether, but just pivoting even what the dream is to you because sometimes that dream will come from ways that you never thought possible if you just let go of having to control it all. That is so true. And I love that image, by the way. It pops into my head when I'm in a shift of like, okay, yeah. Kayla, are you hanging on too tight to this mm-hmm. to this sandal when you could be having a stiletto? That's <laughs> Oh, girl, you that's know? a great way to look at it. <laughs> Shoe analogy is one of my favorite yes. things. <laughs> But it's like sometimes we we look at those old, sometimes it's the old beat up shoes on our feet that we just can't part with, you know, the ones that you do your old favorite and you wear them out. And there's a new pair that you got to try on and that it's it's sometimes that shoe is just sometimes we need to let it go. We just need to mm-hmm. let the old shoes go and be ready for the new. So, yes. Um, yes, I love that. So bringing it down to a really practical tip that comes to shoes and clothes, my husband and I have this rule that we, we can't, and mostly me, because I have 
probably more clothes than he does, but we have this rule that if we're going to get new clothes and new shoes, we have to get rid of some of the ones that we have and either give them away or sell them because we don't want to have, oh, this is our closet and here's our second closet with all of the other clothes that we never wear. So that's something practical that hopefully everybody can take. And it really does help because it helps you get rid of those things that you're not using anymore. You are literally just holding on to clutter because you haven't taken the time to let it go or you don't want to. And I think there's so there's such a big connection between the clutter in our brain and the clutter in our physical spaces. I couldn't agree more. When our house is clean and we live pretty minimally as well, and it's just something as if you can function better. Um, sometimes I do the same thing. If I'm going to get something new, I try to get something out. And sometimes I'll go through my closet and I get rid of five things because I'm like, I don't wear half of this stuff. What am I doing with it? And then I, you know, I have some girlfriends I reach out to and we kind of do some clothing swaps here and there. And, um, but yeah, it's very practical and very real. It's, it's, it's like declutter, physical decluttering helps emotional, mental decluttering as well. Mm Mm-hmm. So Kayla, how can my listeners get in touch with you? Oh, you guys, I love it. Um, you can get in touch with us at CoteCreative.co. Cote is spelled C-O-T-E. Um, so you can check us out on there. I have a blog on there. I have uh, my services offered for graphic design, as well as a new radio show will be housed there, uh, the, the replays. Uh, if you want to listen live, it's going to be on Friday, starting March 6th, Fridays at noon on Radio Free Fargo. You can tune in at 95.9 locally, and you can tune in on um, anywhere else from RadioFreeFargo.org. Awesome. I look forward to hearing it. Thank you. Me too. I'm so excited to launch. And um, yes, I guess I'm on Instagram too. So uh, you can awesome. follow me there at, at Kayla underscore does. Uh, that name is great. It's easy to remember because everybody used to tell me, Kayla, you do everything. You do all these things. So I just was like, well, Kayla does. <laughs> That's great. So Kayla, the final question that I ask all of my guests is this. If you were a shoe, what would you be and why? <laughs> I love this question because you're a shoe analogy girl too. Um, I would be a a stiletto, a sparkling Michael Kors stiletto that is actually comfortable. So does such a thing exist? A comfortable one? I don't know. I really don't know, but I'm on a mission to find one. Oh, you have to send me the link when you do. What color would you be? You know, either gold or kind of a shimmery purple. Oh, pretty. I just love shoes. They're the best. Same here. We were we were at Atlantis in the Bahamas a couple of weeks ago for a vacation, and we were on the Cove side, which is just a little bit higher taste. And one of the stores that they had, there wasn't a pair of shoes in there for less than two hundred and fifty bucks, and I don't remember the brand. All I remember thinking is, next time I'm coming with a shoe budget because these are gorgeous. I set aside a shoe budget too. Um, we're going to Vegas actually next week. And we have a little bit of a budget, but, um, I always tell my husband, you know, Valentine's days around the corner. I'm like, don't waste your, don't waste your money on 
60 to 80 dollars for roses just buy me some shoes <laughs> there you go that's a great idea awesome well kayla thank you so much for sharing your journey and your story with us here on the she who overcomes podcast we wish you amazing success with your new show thank you so much for having me it's been a blast Hey guys, thanks again for listening. I'll be back with another episode for you next week. But for now, if you would take a moment and write a review or subscribe to the podcast, that would mean the world to me. I also want to give a shout out to my very handsome husband, Mr. Nate Anderson, for editing this podcast. For more information, go to www.ramateam.com. That's www.rayma.team.com. You can also find me on Facebook and Instagram under the name Ms. Mandy B. Anderson. Oh, and one last thing. I hope you heard something today that gave you the courage to rise up and overcome that thing that you've been facing. You're stronger than you think. I'll see you next week.